Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to My Millennial Money Property. I'm Glenn James. I'm with John Pigeon and Paul from Welsh Homes. Hey, gents. How you going? I'm How good. are we? Very well. Mm. Hey, before we get into this, just a shout out to Sean Wellman from wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. Sean has got behind our property podcast and yes. believes in what we're doing, helps a lot of our listeners with their mortgage requirements. So mm. if you are after a a bit of a go-getter, a bit of an educator, someone, yeah. to, someone to get your mortgage, your debt, your loans over the line. He's the man. He's, He's a to help. savvy investor as well, yeah. isn't he? Because it can be a bit tricky and we'll get into this, but like house and land packages, mm. uh, you just really want to make sure you're, you've got your ducks lined up with that one. Yeah. So we're gonna, I'm interested to chat to Paul today about everything house and land. He's the guru and has been doing it for 20 or 30 years or more, haven't you, Paul? Oh, 20 years. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we only interview millennials on my millennial money, <laughs> so there we go. Because we do get a lot of questions about house and land and, and accountants seem to like it because of the high depreciation and things like that. But there's many shapes and sizes as to, literally as to what you can do and, and uh, the good, bad and the ugly, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. A um, lot of choice out there, a lot of choice in builders, a lot of choice in land developments, um, geography, a um, lot to consider when you buying a house land package. Yeah. Mm. So Paul, can you give us the um, you know, the two minute summary of a little bit about your background and your career to date? Yeah, absolutely. Just to set the scene. Uh, so Glenn, I uh I come out of banking originally. Right. Uh, Ten years uh with uh one of uh, Victoria's leading banks um gave me a really good uh broad view of dealing with customers, highly customer focused uh, sort of environment and uh got the opportunity to work through a lot of departments and also um, branch networks and uh, most importantly understand how important finance is to a lot of transactions that operate around our state. So um, when I joined uh, the building fraternity back in 99, um, it was originally in a finance-focused role. Um, So working with your probably non-conforming type client base and that is uh, people with low deposits trying to get into housing, uh, get out of the uh, the rental rut um, and uh, we uh, put together a program there that uh, was a savings program that put people on sort of six to 12 months of savings uh, to build a deposit and actually then take them through the finance process. Wow. And in doing that, obviously uh, working with land land developers at the time, securing land for these these clients and um, and selecting a house to suitably sit on that land and um, and start their home ownership journey. Mm. Um, so I learned a lot through that process uh, about the building game. Um, primarily uh, the major thing I, I learned was that we were putting clients into large blocks of land um, because they had the borrowing capacity um, with four bedroom houses, two living areas, um, alfrescos, um, and ultimately uh, too big. 
That, but that was so in in the early 2000s, wasn't it? Correct, yeah. So all of a sudden you've got a situation where you've got young first-home buyers um, and they were building equity um, over the period that really didn't have a need to go and upgrade to another house at any point in time. Um, so in uh, 2003 I wrote a business plan uh, with the group I was at at the time um, to actually uh, bring forward more affordable housing, smaller smaller housing, um, back to three bedrooms. I know I grew up, you know, with three brothers and a sister and in a 12-square house, you know, with one bathroom, yeah. Yeah. Um, And we never felt squashed, to be honest with you, but um, not that I'm advocating that, but I think one of the the main messages was to get people back into, first-home buyers back into that three-bedroom, you know, slightly smaller land, um, you know, back into that point in, in that point in time, um, you know, sort of circa that two hundred and fifty three hundred thousand dollar mortgage environment uh, mm. versus three fifty to four hundred, um, and then ne- go back to them in five years and actually promote um, their next step up into something slightly Gets bigger. Equity out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was uh, that was my start effectively uh, in this industry. Um, it opened up uh, a lot of doors for me. I. Uh, I ended up going and building that same model with another builder um, who still operates that model right now today and then rejoining um, uh, Simmons Homes back in 2007 in a CEO capacity. Right. Yeah. Mm. So your background, I guess, in the building world, it was never, you know, with the nail bag and physically no. construction. No, no, no. no. Shake the hand, mate. Yeah. 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 Soft and supple. That. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, always had a passion for it though. The wife and I... Um, had uh, renovated a lot of houses and um, and moved around a bit in doing so. So, um, yeah, so from that point of view, uh, you know, highly passionate about this industry. And, um, and again, it's an industry that brings into it so many other industries like banking and finance and, um, you know, a lot of materials. You know, it's a $44 billion state industri- industry and um, it does effectively turn the economic wheel. Mm. Um so, yeah, highly passionate about it. And how did your involvement with Welsh Group and Welsh Homes Yeah, so Graham, develop? my two business partners, Graham and Andrew, were father and son. Um, Graham uh, worked for me at uh, Simmons Homes. He was the general manager of um, building and construction. So we built that sort of relationship over a long period of time there. Um, he left in uh, circa 2013 and... Uh, to start his own journey and, and that was with a, a parcel of land out at, uh, in the Rockbank area which we operate on and, and develop right now today. Um, and uh, by association with Graham, you know, I met Andrew. He was, uh, he was uh, playing at Essen in an elite sporting arena at the time um, but he'd uh, taken the time, you know, uh, through the week to actually learn his craft in, in land development with Mark Casey and... Um, and also uh, started his own business, SciTech, which was uh, providing uh, uh, higher higher fences uh, for some of our for some of our sites and also toilets. And uh, he started that business and sold that a couple of years ago. Sweet. Um, and they were supplying the the builder I was working with at the time. So. Yeah. 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 And, and here we are now. Here we are. And so we are. we are in Melbourne. We and, are. And you're obviously Victorian based, Paul. Yes. But the, the concept of house and land can be applied anywhere around the country, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. Speak to us a little bit about, I suppose, supply and demand and how that's worked over the years for you. Yeah, look, so from from my point of view in previous uh, previous company, we um, 
we were a very Victorian-centric business also. Um, we had a country business that um, we grew over time. Um, part of the reason was, you know, some of these regional hubs were very affordable. Um, you know, good work opportunities up there, good rail infrastructure to get people where they needed to go, um, and a lot of amenity around town, especially around hospitals and healthcare and that sort of stuff. So we were highly focused on Bendigo and Ballarat in particular, 200,000 population towns, mm. um, you know, both forecasting sort of 2% compounding annual growth. Mm. Um, so we thought at that, that sort of level, you know, we could make an impact. Um, what we didn't recognise um, at the time was, you know, the vacancy rates there were, you know, sub 1%. And um, so there was a real driver for investment stock in, mm. in those areas. Um, and still to are support. today, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, so I think when you're actually focused on uh, buying an investment property, um, you know, you need to look at those things primarily. Um, yeah. You know, just your ability to actually have tenants in these homes and mm. suitable tenants. Um, and, uh, you know, some of these regional towns provide those, those opportunities at an affordable sort yeah. of package rate. So I think like on the wealth creation journey, if if anyone listening is out there thinking, well, I want to create wealth, you can do it in a number of ways, can't you? Now, uh, for a lot of people, it's it's um, buying our own home first um, yeah. versus buying an investment property. Now, obviously, you cover off on both those products. Yeah. Um, but essentially, if, if they're not looking at the indicators, regardless of whether it's an investment or the home to live in, yeah. um, they could be stuck for 10 years with the with the wrong product and, and no equity to go forward anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, look, my wife and I, uh, we've got, you know, five or six investment properties. So, you know, we, mm. we see that as part of our future. Um, you know, these aren't get, get rich quick sort of uh, programs. Mm. Um, people need to understand that. You yeah. know, you, you need to find a suitable location um, that's going to provide you a, a good steady return. Um and there are a lot of tricks along the trade in terms, uh, along the journey, sorry, in terms of um, protecting your interests there to, in terms of insurances and so forth that mm. um, I'd, I'd highly recommend, especially as you're starting out an investment portfolio. Mm. Um, but, you know, from our point of view, you know, we we, uh, we fully subscribe to the great Aussie dream and that is home, home ownership. Mm. And... Um, you know, we're I'm a great advocate for it. Obviously, I'm you know I'm a land developer and also a builder of homes. So, uh, you know, we see the benefits in it. Um, can, can I ask a question on the land developer thing? Um, and I'm just not in this world as much as John and yourself. There's probably hundreds of developers, right? Now, am I right in saying not every developer will do their due diligence on the area? in terms of, you know, indicators to look for, but they'll do it rather than there's some land, let's develop it, sell some homes and get the hell out of there. Whereas other quality developers might go, well, you know, it is an up and coming town and we actually want to provide a quality, I don't know, a a quality outcome for community community for all stakeholders, not just about the bottom line dollar. Like, is that a fair... Well, I think in any field you get uh, people who have different views on quality and um, mm. and the amenity that they provide. Uh, from our point of view, um, I think what you've seen over the last probably two, three years is a pretty heated market. Um, so there, there would be a fair degree of um, developers or new developers coming into the industry that um, just want to get in and out real quick. Um, but uh, all of them do their due diligence. 
and make sure that you know there is a sale at the end of it sure. you know, and you're going to have sustainable growth um, through stages and that you've got you know um, the right sort of costings around delivering that land um, you know at the end of the day uh, they're businesses that need to make money yeah um, but you know there would be no doubt there are developers out there that actually apply a little bit more time and effort and money um, into the amenity that they bring to those communities, mm. and um, we that's certainly at the forefront of how we want to deliver and our I, communities. And I guess you touched thing. on one thing uh, even before we started recording. For those listening, um, there's not many developers and uh, I guess builders who put the same name to the whole project. No, um, and we're we're very conscious of that. We operate under Welsh. Uh, Welsh Group, um, and under Welsh Group we have Welsh Developments, which looks after all of our land um, land projects, and Welsh Homes, which looks after our building arm. And um, we like the thought of bringing that, the whole name together. Um, we think it uh, it drives um, greater impact out in the marketplace. Very hard to get your your name uh, out there in the community, and uh, when you're working in a fragmented um, you know, naming sort of environment, it's um, it's costly, a, eh? and we don't think you get the gravity that you do by having it all together. Mm. And we don't we don't hide behind anything. You know, we yeah. like people to know that we're land developers. We're very conscious of the amenity um, and the projects that we deliver, and uh, and making sure that we prov- you know we're providing strong communities in the future, but also that we're building a good quality home on time every time within budget. Yeah, and, because um, and there's probably more optics and reputation management for you to manage along the whole process because your name's at every stage. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. And that and that's like for those listening in your area. I don't know if you're in Perth, Northern Territory, or whatever. Just when you are doing your research. Mm just check for these subtle undertones. It's like, is the developer, you know, are they just blown through and want to yeah. do a smash and grab or are they actually know we're long-term <clears throat> longevity, we'll put our name to the product, we'll put our name to the land. Uh, yeah. To, to but, me that speaks volumes. Yeah, 100%. But it, it, I think it's bucked the trend, hasn't it, in the last sort of 15, 20 years where um, developers and builders didn't want to do that. They'd have separate names um, to to keep that separate. But I think in in today's living, people want it, uh, a simple, um, straightforward outcome with no stress. So if they're dealing with the one company from start to finish, I, I think that's a that's a nice outcome. Yeah, I think there's a there's a constant in any sort of downturning market or increasing market, and that is that people will gravitate to the brands they know and trust. Mm. And uh, and we work very hard on building a brand that people can trust and rely upon. Um, so we don't see any need to go and fragment that brand by bringing in other names. Mm. And um, and I think that works well for us at the moment. So, yeah. and, so, and it puts us on notice that we have to deliver good quality outcomes all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you're looking like from an air... I suppose in the role that I play as a, as a property coach, we look at, well, there's a home to live in and there's an investment property. In the build space, uh, I'd imagine a lot of your um, builds are for owner-occupiers. Talk to us a little bit about the maybe subtle inclusions that you may or may not have if you're building an investment product versus a home to live in. Yeah, I think I think the gap between investment product and um Genuine home ownership product is starting to narrow. Um, I think investors now um, have higher expectations on what they want to deliver potential renters. Um, and renters, you know, as they 
as they pay out their weekly rents, um, have high expectations of what they expect in those houses too. Um, so long gone are the days where, um, you know, an investment property would have low ceilings, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, basic kitchens, basic cabinetry, joinery, mm. all those sorts of things, you know, two-coat paint systems. Yeah, minimal um, viable product almost. Yeah, <laughs> mm. absolutely. Laminate. Yeah, yeah. laminates yeah. and so no forth. Um, you know, cheap, cheaper fixtures and so forth. I think, you know, as a builder, we've got to, we, we have to warrant those products anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're encouraged to actually put better quality fittings in these homes. Mm. Um, and I think over the journey, um, the gap between, you know, your – you know, your good quality um, and your poor quality fixtures is, is narrowed also yeah. um, in terms of price points. Mm. Um, so you can actually deliver a, a really good quality, um, well-appointed house these days for investors mm. and so you should. Yeah. Um, so I, if I'm out there buying and I'm, I'm uneducated in this world, they're the sort of things I'd be looking for is uh, in a specification list is the quality of items going in. Um, you know, if I've got tenants going in who are going to have largely, um, you know, two or three children, yeah. um, I'd want a three-coat paint system. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd personally would want to pay that extra for that. Um, so that's an inclusion that people can choose. Choose, yeah, right. absolutely. Um, you know, as you go through the house and the electricals, you know, you've got to be very conscious of where people want PowerPoints and those sorts of things because um, you don't want to be doing those things after the event. No, nah, and yeah. as I was talking to someone about this last week, like PowerPoints, is, you might get, I don't know, 20 included, but five of them in the wrong spot, spot. Yeah. <laughs> for what you Correct. want. Like, yeah. So yeah. You, as you said, yeah. it's much cheaper to get it all done now yeah. as opposed to But it's to interesting, later. like we, when we were talking before about, you know, the big McMansions and, you know, there yeah. was formal dining room. It's like, yeah. well, no, yeah. working class family doesn't use a formal freaking yeah. dining room. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's called an alfresco these days. But are you finding with your design teams and your designers, as time goes on, it's – the use of space is becoming more efficient as well. Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, and some of the restraints that we have as an organisation um, or as an industry is that uh, the land size now is becoming smaller and smaller. Um, you're talking about in our own projects, the average land size is 450 square metres. Now it's back to, you know, sort of, you know, 375. So that it's, means the houses, the house designs you can put on there yeah. um, need to be smarter and, and you'll see a, a greater push to double-storey homes. Mm. There's cost involved in that. Um, but um, but you should get the, uh, the economies of scale back out of the land. Just a question, and I don't know if it was here in Victoria, but in New South Wales and particularly our shy where we kind of live, the builders and designers would design and this was like the 15 20 years ago with the new estates the housings with no eaves up the side yeah and they were just beautiful ugly <laughs> as sin but i think wong shire council actually banned it pulled the head on it yeah, uh, yeah. or something yeah. like that or yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean that's just oh shivers. There, there is that fine fine line between well as an owner occupier, do I want extra land? I might grab a swimming pool and and things like that. Yeah. But as an investor, we're saying, well, uh, an extra swimming pool and two hundred square meters of land. Yeah. The rental yield just drops by two percent, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and that, that's a good point. I mean, obviously, you know, as as an investor, if I'm going to have tenants in, I want low maintenance. You know, I know 
that there's a fair portion of renters out there that just won't mow their lawns, yeah. uh, maintain gardens. Um, so I don't want to spend too much money in putting that those sort of things in. Mm. Um, certainly at the at the front of the house, you know, you want it to look appealing and nice as people come home to the home every night. Um, they, you know, you want to have a house that you're proud of and they're proud to go yeah. home to. Also. And I think as well, like when you're talking about the quality, like I know my investment property, like it's it's not my house it's their home correct and yeah that's the language like i'll write a christmas card thanks for looking after my house and your home for yeah. example yeah and you know if the taps were better quote well, like just all the subtleties yeah. so they can feel yeah like it's a, there's a yeah, little bit look, more substance i mean i mean there's two schools of thought you know one is the long-term hold of the property yeah um and i think you want a, a good quality um home and fixtures within that home so you're not maintaining all the time and as a builder, we, we'd encourage that anyway. Yeah. Would you be top kind of just from talk? And I've known you for ten minutes. Yeah. Um, but the vibe I'm getting, and tell me if you want to edit this out. <laughs> you know, if your quality of build, it would be top half, not bottom half, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we we are a uh, modest size builder. Um, you know, we've got you know almost a hundred years of experience that sit within the directors um, of that. Building group. So it's not your yeah. first rodeo. No. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> Second. <laughs> and we've all worked through models, high volume models, um, you know, and high specification models. So mm. you bring a lot of that experience to the table. I mm. think um, at the end of the day, what we've elected, to, the path we've elected to go down here is to have higher uh, specification in our homes. Um, we know we're not going to compete at the, um, you know, the high volume end where it's cash is king. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying they're not good quality homes, you know, I'll see over one of those businesses for a long period of time. Um, so there is, you know, conscious behaviour around delivering good quality homes to clients. But there are fixtures and fittings that we put in our houses that go a little bit above the standard that you see mm-hmm. normally out there. And, and we're very conscious of that, not only for a point of difference, but also you don't want to be back maintaining those homes and you want that client to have the confidence in taking possession of that home and never having to contact you again for for anything. So, And as well, like if I'm an investor and I've purchased a good product from you, yeah, you know, three years' time when I want to go again, you yeah. might be my first phone call. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a long-term uh, relationship that you're building, isn't it? Correct. Because yep. you, you want that client to go come back yeah. and, and yeah. build another house because they've had such a yeah. great experience yeah. but they've, yeah. um, they've had an, yeah. no repeat, issues. Repeat business is the mm. greatest compliment you can have yeah. as yeah. a builder. Um, and, and I mean, I like, and I always, you know, get my own kind of property advice from John but, I mean, one of my next moves will probably be in Victoria. Yep. So maybe I need to go to... Old, maybe, uh, maybe. old Uncle Paul over here. Definitely. Yeah. I'm only doing this because you're a boy. Yeah, And without this being a plug for Welsh Homes, but in the same breath it is, um, I've seen your products completed and in terms of specs and, and uh, the look and the quality and the feel, um, they're always better than the, the house next door that's built by someone else. And, and that's just not because Paul's in the room. Mm. Um, as an investor... Or a wealth creator, I should call it, because you might be living in that home. Um, you want it, you want it to be a superior house that's going to last longer mm. than the other, and it's uh, and and it's uh, an experience that you know. There's this wow factor that you keep you coming back. Yeah, look, we've we've got a general manager in our business um, 
who uh, comes off the tools himself. Um, that was very important for yeah, us. Well, you know, he's, he's, he's come mm. he's come through high volume environments, but uh, ultimately he um, he's a high quality um, finishing. Uh, builder in his own right mm. and um, he's been uh, very strong uh, in positioning our business to have the right form of su- supervision surrounding us so we subcontract all our trades um, and as all builders do um, but the important point of difference is having supervision there that actually can attract the right trade and hold that trade accountable to good quality outcomes you know it's funny i um i once saw because my father's in the whole building world and um I went to one of the high volume builders place um, one day and I saw the Sparkies, you know, roughing in a job and diagonal line with the cable just to save the cable, like just horrendous, like new, 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 new. And then, you know, my dad was, um, he did the builders cleans and he did one job once and the carpet layer walked mud over the carpet that he just laid. Yeah. <laughs> like that was the mindset in some of those. <laughs> yeah, so you can you can understand. I mean there are high volume builders who have great quality um so let's let's not discount yeah, absolutely. that but um yeah and good programs internally in place to make sure you get those good quality outcomes and have the right trades, you know, who don't wear their boots over, you know, <laughs> the muddy boots over just yeah. brand new carpet, <laughs> yeah. Um and we've all had those horrible experiences along the journey and put in policies and procedures thereafter yeah. to mitigate it. But but I think at the end of the day, um, what we at, at Welsh Homes were very keen to put in place very early was independent inspections. Mm. Um, so oh, at cool. critical stages, so the, our clients um, just have that comfort that, you know, there's another set of eyes sitting over the homes mm. um, and we don't shy away from that. Um, you know, there are would many so many builders have that independent experience? Oh, there's a number of builders who do, but um, yeah, most of them try and deal with it internally. Yeah, um, so and and have good quality yeah. yeah programs internally. But um, but I think just from where we see ourselves as an organisation, we felt having that independent in- inspector just gave a client just that little bit of comfort. Well, that, that's uh, a that's a gold drop there for anyone listening wherever yeah. you are in Australia. If you are mm. after a, a builder or whatever, that's a question. Like at key stages, yeah, have you got Independent inspectors, yeah, or because yeah. I think when it comes to house and land or apartments, everything that's new, people people often hear the horror stories, don't they? My yeah. my land took too long to register, the build took too long, and the or the builder went broke, or all these issues that put them off for life. Yeah. Um, like anything, they're a small percentage of what goes on, but you can eliminate eliminate a, a lot of these things by asking those key questions. Yeah, and, and the key is. Don't be scared to ask those yeah. questions. Mm. Can you know. I ask um, your question, Paul? So do you have children? I do. What are their ages? 16 and 14. Okay. So the 16-year-old, fast forward, you know, 21 years old. Yeah. Um, dad, I want to go and buy a house and land package, but because they're your child, they think, what do you know? Like, yeah. But they <laughs> – what, what are you telling your child – when they're going off to buy their own house and land package, just the key things yeah. to always check. Yeah. First of all, it's through Welsh Homes, so yes, that's yes, well, yes, yeah. 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 But I mean, yeah. Well, my daughter came home and said she wanted a barrack for Collingwood one stage. Oh, so, right. yeah, she, yeah. So she got told, yeah, yeah. She, she lives <laughs> in the house next door. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, no, they tend not to listen to you, right? But no, I think um, 
from from an investment point of view, um, I think it's location, location, location. I think you really need to understand um, to maximise your audience. Um, the geography of where you're actually buying and, and what amenity and what infrastructure that is there to support um, elderly versus first-time buyers, uh, not first-time, but yeah. first-time renters. Um, universities. Or- yeah, yeah, universities, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, needs to be at the forefront of your decision-making process. Um, and then once you actually elect uh, and uh, secure an area, um, just that land size, um, I think – from my point of view, um, you don't need to have big 800 square metre lots mm. if uh, you're going down any investment path. Not many people I know want to maintain all weekend someone else's property. Um, They're hard to get now anyway, aren't they? They're hard the to get, The developer wants to cut them yeah. up into two. Instead. They are, but uh, there are some regional areas that still offer yep. that sort of stuff. But I think the point is, you know, if you can keep it keep it to that sort of 350 square metre and, and just get some economies of scale back in your land purchase. It mm. uh, gives you a little bit more money to put into your house and actually get a better quality outcome there and, and fixtures. Um, your three-bedroom, two-bathroom, you know, two living areas I think is very important. Um, John, probably more an expert on that than I am, but um, that's my view. Yeah. Um, you need an outdoor entertaining area, whether that's a pergola or whether that's an alfresco. You've got to give people the ability to entertain outside and enjoy mm. home quote yeah, unquote. yeah 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 um but you know as you go through the house you've got to make sure that uh, those um all those powerpoints are in the right places you know i you know i've had to go back to a lot of homes and put powerpoints and um you know aerial points into bedrooms and those sorts mm. of things that people just haven't given thought to um and it's know. changing your design with the the modern living, isn't it? Like in terms Correct. of Wi-Fis and yeah, and, um, absolutely, and study yeah. nooks and yeah. things like that. Yeah. You've really got to start with the yeah. time. So you don't need data cable running through your house anymore. You mm. know, Wi-Fi mm. does you know work sufficiently in that sense. Um, I think alarms are important as an investor. I'd always put an alarm in a house because I think your your tenant gets savings through there you know, their um, contents insurance and so forth. Mm, that's um, cool. By, by yeah. virtue of having that sort of stuff. So it's just another feature selling point when you're actually trying to get, yeah. you know, get tenants in. Um, Talk to thing, us. About, oh, sorry. Sorry, just on that. Yeah. The one thing I find is is missing when I look at a lot of these is um, security doors. Yeah. Like the, I want the airflow through my house, but yeah. I – I can't because I haven't got a security door. If I have, it's a really yep. flimsy. That's the first thing I door. put on one of my properties. Yeah, for the tenant. and, and mm. to be honest, I've had to do the same. Yeah, you go back to homes and put security doors on yeah. for, yep. for tenants, and that just helps. If you've got tenants who have got a choice of two or three homes, mm. and you've got these one percenters that sit there, yep. security doors, alarms, those yep. sorts of things. I, I think, even went as far as getting the locksmith to do one key for everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, geez, you're a good landlord. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, so right. just off the top of your head, what I'll get him to listen. To what, would it, yeah. uh, what would it cost for a security door to be installed in the, during the build process? Oh, probably five hundred to a thousand dollars. Yeah, depending on the quality of it. But, um, but so, in yeah. terms of of the rental yield, affects yeah. it next to nothing, yeah. doesn't it? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so no problem. But, but yeah. it kind of, in terms of the yield, in terms of there's a higher chance of a Higher quality long term tenant. Correct. Yeah. 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 I'll pay the $800 for a door all day long. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. then try and install it two years after it's been built, yeah. and all of a sudden you've got a $200 call out fee, you've yeah. got quotes, you've got. Well, yeah, and they probably drill the freaking door and the yeah. timber's weathered and it's yeah. a yeah. bloody debacle or something. Yeah. 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 So I think if you can capture those things up front, I think 
Yeah, yeah we good. should always do that. Yeah. yeah. So just quickly, you're going to say something, but um, timeframes to build, that's always one that I get to say, well, oh, how long will it um, take to build? Builders say it's going to build um, X time frame and it blows out four months or uh, what are my holding costs? Um, can you talk to us a bit about that? Yeah, look, we're building our single-storey homes in a roughly four months at the moment, uh, yeah, comfort- wow. comfortably four months. Um, our double stories are more around the six-month mark. Mm. Um, you know, I think uh, I think you wouldn't want a builder to tell you they're going to build any quicker than that, to be honest with you. No. But um, it's you pretty know, quick, con- yeah. conversely, I, uh, I don't think you'd want to hear a builder tell you it's going to take much longer than that either. Mm. I mean, the key for investors is to actually get a tenant in and start earning an income on these houses so you don't want these things to delay too long mm. plus at the same time you're paying you know, interest on a block of land you've already had to settle yeah um so you know these are considerations that you need to make mm. um but uh yeah probably probably four to five months i think comfortably you know you should have someone sitting in your house and yeah and because the, the misconception out there is well there's the cost to hold the property while it's being built yeah um now, yes, that's true, but you're also only paying stamp duty on the land when you purchase it. Correct. So yep. one outweighs the other. Yeah. So the, the cost of buying something complete yep. versus paying for the holding costs on a new yeah, build it's probably a bit is, of a net, is net. about the yeah. same. Yeah. yeah. So just on uh, inclusions and whatnot, like, yes, local government areas have different rules and regulations in terms of environmental things like water tanks and downlight. I don't know if they do downlights or LED lights, for yeah. example, energy saving stuff. Yeah. Um, do you have inclusions? Are you reacting? How can I say this? Are you reacting to the social climate of solar? Like, do you include that? Do you like, how are you guys dealing with the, I guess the stuff above what local government require yeah oh, the, the minimum standards are six star rating so and there are many ways and formations to actually achieve that um you're talking about insulation um you are talking about windows uh you know double glazed windows eco windows those sorts of things um you know we comply obviously as all builders do yes um uh from a uh, solar point of view um we uh have solar hot water panels um and that's not unique to us most builders have gone down that path um even in um areas where natural gas is uh, natural gas yeah uh you still have to achieve six star right yeah right yeah okay yeah mm. Interesting. so as i peer out your window i'm looking at Lendlease, one of the largest property groups going around yep. um you've you said um andrew's father graham acquired the land space at Rockbank, which is now Thornhill, Thornhill Park. Park. Yep. Yes. So basically you've built an entire suburb. Yeah. Well, Graham actually created that suburb. Yeah. Um, and uh, so proudly, uh, that's a, under a PSP of about 7,500 lots. Um, yeah. Graham uh, picked up the first 1,200 and had it rezoned right. um, with its own postcode. Um, so that was a great achievement for him. Mm. Since then, as a group, we've picked up uh, land at the back of that, um, another circa 2,000 lots, which uh, we're in the process of um, uh, developing at the moment, selling and developing. So, um, how, how much for uh, in that area for the, I guess, Victorian listeners? Like what are we talking in terms of dollars? Yeah, you can get into house and land packages, three-bedroom type um, environment for around that 450 to 500 mark. 
And so if I threw 500 at that, is that driveway, window furnishings, everything or yeah. like, so just actually on that for those listening, because I think the biggest thing is when I've had clients that have done the house and land, mm-hmm. they think we're doing this and then, you know, they get all excited and then they just oversee it. Oh, we don't have freaking curtains. We don't have driveway. We've mm. got to spend another 10 or 20 freaking grand. Mm. Yeah. On 50. On 50 on mm. crap that yeah. it just becomes a nightmare. So talk to us again, if we were using that avatar of your child, yeah. what would you be drumming into them with the house and land purchase? Yeah. I thought, look, if it was my child, um, you know, probably have a probably different view because I've been in the industry for yeah. so long. But um, And that's but why I did a, it on, as, on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. But as a uh, an uneducated or uninitiated uh, investor or first home buyer, um, I would be putting a, a lot back on the builder to actually provide curtains, um, provide driveways, fencing, uh, at a minimum front landscaping. You know, um, you know, uh, and actually turn, a turnkey solution. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. in our in our space, that's quite natural. We we would do nothing but get a fixed price contract i suppose with the builder yeah but for people that are listening now what what's common is to jump on realestate.com after you've listened and look at house and land packages yeah and the big word is from yeah from three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. so yeah. as you mentioned glenn you've got the well it doesn't include the driveway it doesn't include the blinds yeah. it doesn't include yeah. alfresco whatever yeah, yeah. um that's the big part, isn't it? Yeah. Is you need to know the absolute yeah. total cost because yeah. A, you've got to get lending on it yeah. and B, you don't want to have to deal with that stuff yeah. after the fact. Yeah, true. Uh, so we're fixed priced at, at uh, Welsh and, um, you know, the, the the big point of difference between a from and a fixed price is your land costs, mm. um, the actual cost to um, for your foundations on your house. Sure. Um, so I, uh, I've been a, a strong advocate for having fixed price because – that's the area where it's relatively unknown until you start digging into the land. Mm. You really don't know what your real costs are going to be. You have any engineers do their soil tests and surveys to determine as best they can what those costs are going to be. Um, but it might it's be relatively a nice unknown. big bit of yeah. bush rock under yeah. there that's the size of <laughs> <Yeah>. this building. <laughs> Correct. So as a, as a first-home buyer especially or an investor, I want some assurity around that. So if a builder is actually saying they can fix price those site costs, mm. I'm going for that every day of the week Mm, Um, so I don't have those hidden costs. Um, Window furnishings are very personal. Mm. Um, So uh, a lot of our buyer audience actually like to go and do that part of the transaction themselves um, and we understand that. So we can offer a selection of window furnishings but it doesn't suit everyone. Um, But your fencing these days, um, you know, is guided by a developer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your, your driveways, you know, as a, uh, a must mandatory, you should always make sure your contracts have, mm-hmm. have driveways in there. You don't want to yeah. be dealing with that after the event. Um, and as I said before, front landscaping, you know, when you actually move into your house, um, as a minimum, um, you know, it's a pretty exciting period of your life, mm. uh, whether you're a tenant or whether you actually purchase the house. You don't want to be driving home with a big mud pit out the front of your house every night. You and, want it to and be a blessing, a not time. a curse. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And um, trying to find a time to actually go and do it on a weekend, you know. And yeah. for me, can I ask another dumb question? Um, your estates, for want of a better word, yeah. do you still call them the estates or yeah. Yeah, we do. your developments? Yeah. Can I buy land only, sit on it for a million years and then come in and build a owner builder, or do you generally like to? No, it needs to be built on within twelve months. Sure, yep. through you 
the no, no, no. Oh, no, no, you can choose any builder you like. We just prefer you build through us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and price uh, price competitive, you, you'd argue to find someone that's going to come in at a better value for rate. But who's governing the build within 12 months? We are as a developer. Right. That's so it yeah. goes into contract. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, there, there is uh, no... Uh, there's no great um, discount or anything like that. Having mm. built with Welsh homes on a Welsh mm. um, developments project, because no. um, obviously we'd alienate every other builder. Yeah, that's and right. And when you're talking, no, want to be there. when you're talking two, three thousand blocks of land that we need to deliver over the next period, mm. um, we need, you know, as much builder participation as we how, can possibly. How many um, house? Designs and styles in your little kitty. Yeah, so we we have twelve main designs. Yeah. Um, it, all of those designs have upgrade options, so you can swap out, um, you know, swap out en suites and bring in upgraded en suites and those sorts of things. So we call them click on options. So there are some variations to it. You know, you mm-hmm. over the journey in talking to clients, you, you need to be able to personalise a little bit, but we need structured personalising of our homes. You know, mm-hmm. we're not a fully custom builder and don't want to be a fully custom builder there are some really good yeah fully custom builders out there um i mean it's just so emotional isn't it like you talk about you know people joke about the bridezillas do you ever get the <laughs> buyzilla buyzillas who are just <laughs> cause your supervisors a lot of pain <laughs> uh no not not really yeah. um it's a very emotional transaction um and it's you're manufacturing something in the full view of a client Mm. um for ultimately a six-month period yeah so um they can see every nook and cranny that goes into the house on the way through Mm. um one of the real changes in this industry and positive changes over the last 10 years has been transparency for our clients um and 24 7 platforms where clients can get on understand where they're at in the journey Mm. um and it's not dissimilar to internet banking when it was released in the you know early two thousands, the late nineties was a revolution, mm. you know, because people could sit at their homes and really fully understand what was going on, what's going yeah. on, mm. not having to go into branches or wait for statements to come out at the end of the month. No, um, this industry is now sort of transformed into um, a, a higher, uh, more transparent environment where clients. Um, don't need to be calling every day to see where they're at with mm. their program. They can get on 24-7 platforms on the web and actually see photos of their homes, um, you know, and also uh, understand where their house is at and what the next stages mm. are going to be. So yeah, is great. Uh, I think it's a really, really good environment for yeah. the client now. So um, client frustrations come when they're not informed as to what's going on. And, you know, when you've got – building programs that have 150 tasks in them, you know, there are going to be things that go wrong from time to time. It's how you resolve those things. Mm. You differentiate your good builders from your not so good. Yeah, yeah turning an inconvenience yeah. into a good client Correct. outcome. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be fearful if a brickie doesn't turn up. Mm. Don't be fearful to tell the client that the brickie hasn't turned up but we're going to work internally and when the brickie comes back, um, we'll catch this job up. That's, yeah. a, that's a good positive story. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, you know, so there are those sort of, um, you know, those sort of things happening in industry that I think are, are real positives. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Well, this has been a great chat for those wanting to look at house and land uh, in terms of the, I guess, coalface practicalities. Um, before we just wrap it up, any final words that you'd like to drum home to people in terms of anything at all? Yeah, I think um, in our industry, especially when you when you're partaking in a 
400, $500,000 transaction. Uh, no question is a stupid question. Um, you know, do as much research as you can on, on the developer, on the builder. Um, you know, make sure that um, if you are selecting a, you know, a builder of, of, of sorts that, you know, they have the, the right level of inclusions uh, that are going to help you rent this property out eventually. Um, but also, you know, that they have a good track record. So you can go onto sites like Product Review and they actually understand um, if there is any, I mean, all you've history. got to do is Google someone's name Correct. now. Yeah, and no, actually, no, can no, I ask no. one more dumb question? Would it be rude or inappropriate to ask the builder if they're self-funded themselves or use external bank finance? Uh, That's highly in kind what of, sense. Well, like, am I going to a builder who's leveraged up to the hilt, who any possible market? Factor mm. could push them over. You're requesting their PL, eh? Maybe, yeah. 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 I mean, it's a private company. They yeah. don't have to save it. Like, yeah. is it a question? So every that, builder has to have builder's warranty insurance. Yeah. Um, and that gives. Well, you, I, I guess I'm talking more so we get halfway through the freaking project and they go under. Mm. Yeah. And that's what builder's warranty, warranty insurance is there oh, for. It yeah. would continue yeah. the build. Yeah, to make sure, sure that. If another builder has to come in and finish the job, that there is money there to be um, to and for the that for the listeners, does that also cover the holding costs of the delay? No, no. So they do have to factor that in. Yeah. So back yeah. to your point, it's actually good to understand the the mm. the quality and reliability of the company if yeah. you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that goes to longevity and googling and yeah, um, yeah. and getting a sense like. I've yeah, known you almost an hour now yeah. and I don't think, you know, fish rot from the head, you're not some sleek, greedy's good, 80s Wall Street dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. took, so that's a compliment. Took, the, Gordon gold, Gigger. took yeah. the gold chain off before he came. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just quickly, if you can elaborate, and there might be um, secret squirrel stuff, but where is your next project? So obviously Thornhill Park's well and truly underway. Yeah. Um, what's the next 12 months, two years look like for you guys? Yeah, so we've obviously we've got a um, fair appetite for the Melbourne's West and, yeah. um, you know, Thornhill Park has been really good for us and we're building a really good um, community there. Mm. Um, Plumpton uh, in Deanside, new new suburb, Deanside, um, we've, uh, we've taken on some land holdings there, so circa 800, 900-odd lots. Yeah. Um, so uh, they're underway at the moment also. Um so we think that's a really good uh, market environment too. Yeah. Um, and uh, down at um, Armstrong Creek, we've uh, we've got a major activity centre there, a shopping centre with like 120,000 square metres of yep. retail. So um, near Geelong? Near Geelong, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, just uh, adjoining that um, shopping centre, we've got uh, a medium density site there that um, we'll start to launch over the next um, next period. Mm, cool. So um, Should yeah. I buy one, do you Look, options are endless. Yeah. Glenn does this. He gets onto a podcast and there's a new opportunity. He's like, yeah, I'm going to buy I want it. I want it. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I encourage you to get out and have a look at a bit of our product. Yeah. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. yeah. No worries. Yeah. All right. You can find Paul and I guess the Welsh group at uh, probably welshhomes.com.au. W-E-L-S-H. Mm. Welshhomes.com. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for your time, fellas. Thank you. All right, bye. bye. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.